Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on today's live stream. Today we have Pavel of Blink, uh, which is an IoT app platform. And we're excited to have Pavel on the show today to talk about what's possible today in terms of standing up new IoT applications, even if you're not a programmer and even if you don't have an army of developers to to do this type of work so excited to have pavel on the show um welcome pavel one why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself to, uh introduce let, let us know um about how you got started with blink tell us a little bit about blink too sure hi everyone and uh, many thanks a lot for inviting me i'm really excited about this uh this live stream so yeah my name is pavel i'm uh, the founder and ceo of blink um, my background is in product experience and um, digital user experience design. So this is where I've been working for um, uh, many, many years before I started Blink, uh, more than 15 years. My last job was um, working with uh, within the automotive space where we developed uh, experiences for driver experiences for connected cars. And this is exactly where I kind of started to work more and more with uh, electronics because we had to build, we had to built like prototypes, uh, physical prototypes, like how steering wheel kind of react, like react with certain things with interfaces and all of that. So this is where I uh, kind of got into Arduino stuff and like started educating myself on the electronic side and a bit of the coding. And this is where I realized that um, in terms of tools, um, there was no way, no, no easy way to build something uh, with electronics that would interface with like smartphones or web websites or something like that. You just had to learn a lot, lot more. Like you would need to learn actually how to write an app. And then you know that hardware is hard and like by itself, but then making it talk to something else uh, was like a, even a bigger challenge. So this is where idea came from like, hey, let's build some tool for ourselves, first of all, so that we can build um, uh, prototypes between uh, the, that communicate, that connect uh, the electronics and um, the user interfaces uh, that are commonly available. So this is where idea for Blink came up with. Um, I found a guy, Dmitry, uh, who is our CTO right now. And he was also into Arduino a bit. And he told me, hey, uh, this thing just lies on my shelf somewhere. I like your idea, let's let's build something. So we started doing that. And then another guy joined who was really, really familiar with the electronics. This is Vladimir Shumansky. Uh, he is our uh, embedded solutions architect right now. So like we got all these three pieces and we developed the first prototype. And then uh, we decided to go to Kickstarter where we got a lot of uh, support from the engineering community. And this is where we realized, oh, actually, like Blink is interesting to a wider audience. And this is where we started um, kind of developing it further. So it was like an official launch of Blink company, I would say. Yeah, and today we are a um, huge community of over five, 500,000 people who are using Blink. Uh, uh all over the world yeah like our geography like really spans across 170 countries uh yeah so this is where we are and uh yeah this is the story of uh, how it was created awesome thanks for the intro i really like the fact that you went through kickstarter for some initial market validation what what was that process like so to be honest it was like a full-time job because once like you have something working 
but then okay we need to present it to to the world okay like what's the business model what's the presentation pitch what's the marketing message what's the mission of the company and all of that so you, it, it's a really nice exercise first of all because for yourself you need to define a lot of things like what are the key values of uh, of the product what are the benefits that you're bringing and and branding and all of that so it was pretty cool and then we need we had to shoot a video to be honest the whole process took us like almost a year i mean it was like slowly cooking uh and then it just ended up and like at some point like yeah just just let's just launch it and that's it. yeah how much of it was getting the technology ready and how much of it was the branding the messaging the packaging what's what does that breakdown look like so at that time we had a working prototype like a pretty solid working prototype to be honest we were like 70 percent ready i think to go to market but at that time um it was like a side project for all of us and that's why um we were afraid that it may die just because we were not working on it full time so the kickstarter was uh, this uh, kick uh, <laughs> to the butt let's say that uh, forced all of us to get out of the comfort zone and hey let's just try kind of finalize it somehow and see uh, what it's worth so yeah technology wise it was almost ready and uh, yeah, the, everything else we learned along the way. So it was very new to all all the uh, all the members of the team. So it was pretty fun, I should say. Uh, the and then and and then the, everybody's working on this part time as a side project. And then the the Kickstarter gets some traction. And then is that when you're like, okay, it's time to go all in on this. This is a good full time opportunity for us to explore further. Is that how it how it happens? Pretty much, yes. Yeah. So I um, finalized my uh, my job thing, like main job at that time, and yeah, and we were like fully immersed into into Blink, and uh, it was a great decision. I never regretted it. I mean, it's an awesome time, difficult, challenging, uh, but also kind of very insightful. And uh, when you hear all this feedback from people when they start like working on real project, and um, like at that time, seven like six years ago uh we were like when when i would read the forum or our community pages in the morning that was the biggest inspiration you see like oh people some build some robot there or they build some interesting uh, gardening system or something else that it was really inspiring and i think that this was uh something that kept us going like forward with full speed yeah that was really really nice really nice time that's awesome. Um, so I'll take a moment and ask the audience if you guys have any questions, any comments. We are live. The benefit of that is that it can be interactive. So we're live on YouTube, on LinkedIn. You can drop a comment in, in the chats uh, or a question. And um, as we go along, I'll check out the stream and see if there are any good ones that we want to talk about. But um, about the, the, you know, how you got on my radar with Blink is, is, is in part because of my background. So as I, as we've spoken, I was at an AI IoT startup and we were selling um, AI solutions into enterprise. And the way that I would, I, I did both the, the data science part and I also did the business development part of things. And oftentimes the way that I would sell deals is sort of a, a framework where we would have some sort of proof of concept. We would, we would do some like interesting things from an analytics perspective, from a data science perspective. And then we would try to do a three month POC project where we would deliver something a little bit more meaningful. Tangible. Yeah. Okay. Tangible. But even then we, it was, it was very hard for us to deliver working software and applications. So it was still kind of like showing off like more interesting models, more graphs and more PowerPoints and more, 
images, but it wasn't really delivering a fully fledged application. And I think, you know, the market's come a long way since then. Uh, four years ago, you could get away with that. You can get away with selling like a, you know, a, a six figure POC and, and deliver that. Um, yeah. But today you can't do that. The, uh, the customers and enterprises are demanding that you show working software in two weeks. So you got to turn around something very fast and you know, that's the demand side, but also on the supply side, you have companies like blink that are also making that possible as well. So talk to us about how people are using blink to, to do that, to leverage that fast prototype. So I can deliver a working app in two weeks using Blink. What's that process? How am I going to be using Blink to do that? Sure. I think that, uh, first of all, maybe we need to talk a bit about what Blink is, just like on a high level, because maybe people that are joining in that are not fully aware of the of Yeah, the sure. Um, so basically, Blink is an IoT platform that consists of four different products. We offer cloud that works out of the box, so you don't need to run your own server or anything. It's available for everyone, and you don't have to deal with that. Secondly, we offer um, libraries for the hardware that help you to connect the devices to the cloud and start sending the data, which most of the platforms are doing today, right? Um, and of course, it, like this, this library also offers an API to work with all the other modules of uh, Blink system. The third product, I think it's the most, like the famous one, uh, which made Blink famous, is the mobile application builder. So you just download the mobile um, the mobile app, Blink mobile app for iOS or Android, we're cross-platform. And then um, um, you can drag and drop all the bits of interface that you need in order to build a, the dashboard for the like control panel or this data visualization panel for your device. But also it has way more than that. Like you can Wi-Fi, do Wi-Fi provisioning on the device straight for Blink and oh, like do alerts, notifications, record all sorts of events. So it's just packed with features that are very relevant to the IoT development. And then we have the fourth product, uh, which is the uh, Blink console. It's a web application that allows you, of course, to view the data from the devices uh, at the very low level. But on the high level, it's allow it provides businesses with like a full full management of users, devices, allocations, organizations, all the structural thing, roles, permissions, over-the-air updates, and all of like a management thing, but also data visualization as well. So, um, yeah, and um, that was like to be going back to your question. Uh, basically, our mission was to kind of democratize the whole thing. So when I first like Blink actually appeared um, in the same years where like people started to talk more and more about IoT. Uh, and for many, many people, it was like already known things like that things can talk to the internet. It, it's not something new, but on a highly like a different level, like reducing the complexity, making more usable for business scenarios and, and all of that. So this is where I was started thinking, okay, like we have um, like 10 years ago before that, no one would think that they can kind of sign up for Squarespace for 10 bucks and then build their own website or use Shopify for 12 bucks and build their own e-commerce shop in just one day, right? There's something was um, un like unthinkable of. So my thinking was, yeah, so something will happen with the device field as well, because uh, it's very obvious that more and more devices will become connected at that time. And they will also need some sort of representation um, as a 
kind of interaction panel. So this is where like the idea of Blink came from. Like, yeah, let's uh, make it something similar to Squarespace and uh, and Shopify. So let's build tools that would allow people to build mobile apps for um, connected devices um, in a couple of days. And I think that we achieved that. Our tagline for Kickstarter was uh, kind of uh, uh, say hello world from um, from the hardware in five minutes. And we have videos of uh, people doing that. So it's just initial communication uh, of a smartphone with a hardware can happen in less than five minutes. Of course, uh, like we can't eliminate the, uh, the code writing on the firm, on the hardware, like the firmware writing, because every product is unique. Every project is unique. We just don't know there. We provide different tools that people can code and like use the other parts of the platform. However, the rest of the platform is fully no code. Like, as I said, the apps are drag and drop. You can customize the way things look. You can set up and configure um, uh, how these things work on the web console. You can configure a lot of things out of the box without any coding at all. So it's pretty kind of customizable. And um, yeah, it can look like a really, really solid app. In our businesses today, uh, I think our record right now is uh, businesses who have developed the prototype uh, with Blink uh, free version um, went fully commercial uh, in just two weeks. So they basically had their first client in, in just two weeks after they called us and they told, hey, we want to go commercial, right? So uh, let's go, uh, uh, let's use a different plan. So yeah, the prototyping with Blink currently takes about a couple of days and uh, we've been in sales meetings where we would present uh, the working solution to the customer during the meeting. So it's like in a 40 minute window, uh, one of engineers just sitting uh, nearby and we just that's discussing with the client. And in parallel, we are connecting their hardware. And <laughs> at the end of the meeting, we show them and uh, usually it would end up with them uh, running around the office and uh, showing them, hey, look, we have an app that works with our stuff already. So yeah, it as, pretty- as a former business development person, that is like the best type, the best way to sell this sort of stuff. Yeah, and uh, and it worked uh, a lot of times for sure. So uh, to to, re- to recap, about you've got four products. You have the hardware agent. So if I, I need to use your agent to connect to the plethora of um, edge devices that I have out there. So if it's an ad- uh, Adreno or it's some sort of temperature sensor or some humidity sensor. I'm going to use libraries and this is still code based to plug in those sensors into the blink platform. But then once I have those connected, the data streams are going to be coming into the platform. Then I can use your no code app builder to start making deriving insights that is going to help someone make decisions on your no code app builder. And that's web-based that, that people can use without necessarily going into uh, code. Yeah, that's correct. And as a next step, if you are satisfied with what you are getting, like if you are getting closer, like your prototype is somewhere close to the production, you can basically just within a couple of days convert it into a standalone branded app. So it will be published in the App Store and Google Play um, uh, under your company's name with your company logo, branded as you want it. You also can run the console version on your domain as well. So it's like a fully white label solution where nobody will ever know that it's Blink. Even the, I like all the reset passwords and all these transactional emails, they will be coming from your, from your email address. So it's like 
your solution. So there's no uh, Blink just uh, works under the hood, but there's not nothing uh, up there. We, we've got this question coming up from Andy. How long does it take to build an e-commerce solution? And I think we just talked a little bit about that, but my guess is that that's, that happens pretty quickly. If you have the data and you have the, the problem identified, what I'm guessing, Pavel, is that that's pretty straightforward to do. You want to talk a little bit more about that? So um, I don't think I fully understand the question because like e-commerce in my uh, uh, in my understanding is uh, kind of building a store, e-commerce store. So if you're talking about building a commercial solution, then I can talk about the timeline, uh, the usual timeline of how it happens within within Blink. Uh, yeah, this is right. yeah, I, yeah, I think that's where th that question is going. It's how do you okay. build a commercial IoT solution that you can white label and start onboarding clients to as a developer? Yeah, so let's look at um, at a very common scenario of uh, most of our clients. So we, we offer two types of services, like a self-serve platform, which like many you can start using today. And if you come up with a great idea, you can commercialize it at some point. And we also work directly with customers. So I don't think they, like the second one is, uh, is a different thing. But let's talk about the platform. So usually like starts with engineering. So someone had, comes up with a, with a great idea. They usually know what kind of electronics they use. It's great that Blink already supports over 400 different microcontrollers. You can basically, whatever you choose, most likely we will support it. So they start scouting for a certain solutions. Let's say they found Blink. Um, they discover the, the agent. They start um, try to connect their first device, um, which is really, really simple with Blink. Uh, usually takes about five minutes. Then they explore um, our mobile application builder. So they start sending the data to the cloud and then processing this data in the apps but in the way of controlling stuff or just visualizing the stuff so there are a lot of iterations within the company when they do that at some point they kind of define okay this is like a good uh, pilot project that we can deliver to our customers at that time uh, they can decide whether they want to continue using blink and present it as a kind of blink app that works with their device which is also doable or they can say, no, we want our white label product. And they decide, let's wrap it in at the, as a separate app, as a standalone server. Like we provide private server for that. So they go like full blown white label solution. We help them to launch. And um, then they basically start working. The best, the good part about Blink is that we allow a lot of on the fly um, changes. So like, if you want, like you got some feedback from the customers, right? So like, we need this functionality. We don't want this, we, we want that. Uh, we need this button to be up here and all of that. So you can do all of that just like in live kind of live scenario. So you don't have to update the app. So you don't have to do anything. You can, first of all, provide the uh, over the air updates so that all their devices are updated. And then you can modify the layout of the dashboard without republishing the app so we just like update it then press the button update for all the devices and then all users will be updated so we also kind of allow a lot of um kind of design thinking and uh, iterational um, approach to the product development because you need to kind of adapt change things remove things a lot and this is basically coming from my experience of uh, creating uh, kind of innovative products because you have to iterate a lot. So we build these tools as well and into the platform. So at some point, the whole thing stabilizes and you kind of understand what's needed for this first iteration. And then usually about one to three years, companies are running 
this exact kind of setup with certain modifications on the go. And after that, when they um, realized that, hey, we collected some data, we got some insights from the customers, we know how um, the whole thing is integrated within our company, how it affects our businesses, then they can come back to us and tell us, hey, we need this or that, how we can do this or that. And this is where uh, like we start working with them on the uh, machine learning side or um, AI side where we start, okay, like let's let's see what we can get from this data. What are, what are the insights that are um, important for your business, for your customers? And this is where usually kind of we, we start the next phase. And then it just kind of develops the, the way it develops. Uh, I think that's a pretty common scenario for a lot of our customers. That's great. That's a, a great example. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, the edge uh, options? Any issues there in terms of connecting the certain um, uh, uh, family of devices? Um, what are some of the challenges that people are having on that front in terms of getting the data from the from from their controllers and their devices up to Blink? Anything that you want to talk about there? So to be honest, we don't see. Um a lot of like we don't see issues there when uh, building a product i think uh it's interesting that there was um some data circulating like four years ago or something like that that more than 40 percent of uh, iot devices uh, fail to connect to like local wi-fi networks so basically like there's no onboarding happening and i understand why because there's just so many moving points like the signal strength the uh, kind of interference um uh, bad code <laughs> bad user experience all of that so we we worked a lot on that front as well and uh, i think that currently blink has a very very strong way of onboarding devices because if you're talking a de developer experience is i think it was solved in the very very beginning but then once this product gets into customer hands this is where you need to make sure that first of all they can connect the device otherwise it just doesn't make any sense if the device is not right. connected, then um, it's not an uh, IoT device. So we offer different types of onboarding the devices. Uh, we can work with cellular devices, which is just by scanning the QR code on the box, and then it can go online, uh, all the way to providing the full flow uh, for the for onboarding of Wi-Fi devices. So we guide the customers through the steps in the app. Um, to connect to their local home or office network. And we also provide all the developer tools so that nobody has to care about that. It kind of works out of the box. So I think that it was a big, big chunk of the platform. And to be honest, it requires constant um, changes because um, like in the latest iOS update, they completely change how Wi-Fi work and we need to uh, upgrade the whole system so that it supports that. Uh, and this is where kind of this is where my understanding of like there's you know this debate um, of uh, whether should like we can build it by ourselves right yeah we can build whatever by ourselves we hear a lot and it's true like if company has uh, resources to build it they can definitely build it it's just a matter of time and the team uh, but also this this thing of experience uh, which usually is not counted by these companies like we've been through hundreds of edge cases when onboarding devices. And I'm just talking about like this small part, which is super important to IoT. And when I look at that, I um, I think that, yeah, I would not recommend building such things by the, by, uh, by yourself. That's it's just so complex. I think it's possible, but 
if you can kind of somehow work around of that, uh, definitely recommend doing that. It's just very, very complex. Neat. Um, is there, is there, do you have, um, uh, are there like families of connected device hardware options that you really like that work really well with Blink? Like for example, if I want to go out and, and develop a, a new, say, um, fleet tracking application using Blink, is there um, um, an array of sensors um, um, or, or uh, hardware uh, provider out there that you really like for that sort of stuff that just we know it's going to be like super easy to plug into blink so it's a very good question because this is something that um, our company is currently working on before um your question <laughs> let's say it this way let's put it this way we were mostly um, focused on companies and people who are building custom things so they would take the microcontroller put it on the board then do all the peripherals they want, like controllers, sensors, whatever they want. And like an air conditioner, like, like you, you just take it and then you need to embed the Wi-Fi modem into that and then make it sure make sure that it works with all the with all the other stuff. So and it is great. And I think we kind of covered a lot of uh, a lot of challenges for these companies there. But now we are thinking exactly um, the, the, the way that, that you just mentioned. So we are talking with hardware manufacturers who have built ready to use uh, off the shelf products like a fleet tracking solution, right? So we already uh, in conversations with a couple of companies like that. So they have amazing hardware and we don't do hardware, we just uh, do software. Uh, our software is pretty good. So then we can tell them, okay, you can integrate our solution within your hardware. And then uh, like you just unlock all of this like hundreds of use cases for your customers, which can definitely help them sell the devices. And uh, we hope that it will help the end customers because they will be using uh, good software as we believe we are building good software. Uh, so yeah, we're thinking in this direction, like how we can expand uh, our presence in off the shelf products. And uh, I think that we will see something um, coming up this year or next year. Cool. Yeah, that's very exciting because yeah, I think when I think about product development, I'm thinking about the different components that have to have to come together, and oftentimes like it's the hardware talking to software. There's a little bit of an issue there, yeah, but always. That, <laughs> right? So it, to the extent that you can minimize that, because Blink has said like, oh, this hardware provider like out of the box is going to work with Blink, no problem. We're going to update uh our updates gonna be are gonna be in sync so that whenever there's an issue like it's already patched up before you know it i think that would be um a little bit easier for folks like me on the on the product development side yeah yeah i, I totally agree and also um, as right from the company perspective the number of manufacturers uh, that are willing to kind of take blink as a development tool and build something on top of that there are like hundreds let's say of them or thousands i don't know uh, but if we are talking about ready-to-use products, there are uh, way more companies who are building great, like asset tracking solutions. And we are, as I said, we're in conversation with some like really interesting ones, which are autonomous, can survive on solar batteries for for decades. And yeah, and uh, they don't have this software component, so this is a very lucrative market for us as well. So uh, yeah, um, stay tuned for uh, for updates from us. We are working on that. That's very neat. Um, can, can you you talked about the white label uh, and folks developers using your software to go and produce IoT uh, solutions and sell that? 
I think that's really, really cool. Um, you know, low, you're just dropping the barriers to entry to that sort of um, work. Can you give give us some examples? Who are some interesting companies that are doing uh, things like that? What's been their experience using Blink? Uh, that's a great question because I was just reviewing um, like our clients recently because we have to, well, already a lot of them who launch different products. Some of them are not really successful. Some of them are really successful. So the latest one we launched is a pretty cool. So there is a like I, I learned by myself that like like reptile keepers community is very, very big and they um, like reptiles, they require a certain oh. envir environment where they live at home. So these guys, uh, microclimates from a UK company, it's a UK company. So they've been, uh, they've been building products for this community for many, many years. And they just upgraded it to a connected thing so that their customers can be alerted if something goes wrong. Because like, it's really important for them. It's uh, like they care about uh, the pets they have. Um, so yeah, they just launched the product with us. By the way, the app looks great. We just posted it on our social media. I really like this project. Another one that went live recently, which I would, to be honest, I'm thinking about installing my server like in my apartment right now. So there's a like a shower cleaning system uh uh basically like a i don't even know how to describe it so there's a device that comes from the ceiling when there's nobody in the bathroom and it can clean up the shower um oh. uh, the shower by itself so it can connect it to the uh to the cleaning uh, solution and to the water and it can do all of that but if we're talking about implementing into the in the hotel for example they need uh management for that so they need to see how the system operates uh, like where's the cleaning solution are out of that uh, we're out of the solution uh, uh, this and that so they use blink for all of these things so there's an app that you can kind of see the status and control all of that and there is like this management thing uh, which goes on and on uh, another interesting uh, uh, okay let's uh, they're like big and small and to be honest sometimes small are also interesting I'm a huge coffee fan uh, like coffee and um, there's a uk company as well that integrated blink into their coffee machines and it's interesting that it's a b2c product because it's a high-end coffee machine and people need like precise control of like how this machine operates like espresso machine yeah and instead of building the physical controls which they can obviously do um, of course they decided to build it with an app as well but also get all the benefits of uh, connected product, which is like reporting any issues with the device, like any like low pressure and all of that. So this is a pretty cool uh, thing. And I think that uh, one of the coolest like, last to, to mention uh, is a company from Germany. They build uh, uh, cleaning equipment for um, municipalities so basically they work with cities they they equip cities um with a machine like with the vehicles uh that kind of do watering snow cleaning all sorts of these things and there's like a, a lot of reporting involved into like how this company communicates with the city how they get orders how they do like all of that so city needs full report on where the vehicle had been how many hours it was worked on how much gravel it was kind of spitting out on the streets and all of that so yeah so they're using blink for specifically for the asset tracking solutions so they know exactly where the vehicles are uh, in which mode they are they good they have all the reporting in place uh yeah it's, it's a pretty pretty cool company as well so and 
something you want to kind of expand to in this um, asset tracking because Blink was primarily used for stationary objects, but now we're moving into this space of moving, uh, moving objects. And this was a great project to, to work on and to explore what's needed, like how it works and, and all that. So it's pretty cool. We got another so, question. People just, uh, yeah, just to finalize, people brew beer with Blink, they grow marijuana, they build smart home devices. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's like Squarespace, right? So all the websites are different. And I think that uh, it's very, very applicable to Blink as well. It's just uh, very, very different. We get another question here from LinkedIn. Do you sure. consider yourself a data or hardware company? I think I can, let me feel, try to feel that, Pavel. You tell me if I'm wrong. But uh, yeah. I would see Blink as a software company, um, sort of an infrastructure enablement company. So they're not going to give you the hardware. You have to go out and get that. Um, and even the data, you have to generate that yourself. But if you want to house your data somewhere and you want to extract insights from that data and you want to present that to an end user or a decision maker, then you can use Blink for that type of work. How do I do, Pavel? Yeah, that's correct. We are not a hardware company. We know a lot about hardware and we provide a lot of tools to work with hardware. However, we are purely a software company. Uh, th those are great use cases. There was something else that came to mind where I lost my uh, train of thought that I wanted to talk about. Uh, let's see here. It, well, let's just recap some of the um, examples that you made. Microcontrollers for reptiles, um, cleaning uh, systems. Oh, here's a question that I had. Um, so you talked about uh, read, read from device to the application. How about um, controlling the devices from a Blink application? Is that possible? Um, and and how, how, how might that work? Yeah, so we provide communication in both ways. By the way, uh, it's uh, secure, always like encrypted uh, messages from from the cloud to the device and from the apps to the device. So yeah, we provide both ways communication and uh, you can control or you can stream the data to the cloud, uh, works in in uh, both directions. And in terms of UI, we offer a ton of different control widgets or kind of UI elements that you can use, like sliders to control the range, buttons to turn things on and off, switches, menus, uh, radio buttons and all of that. And you can send any data from the app to the device and process it the way you want or the the other way. By the way, I, like your background is uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence. So this is something that we don't provide out of the box, but also we provide different, uh, we provide an API, which you can use in order to maybe get the data to Blink Cloud, because like this is a very easy way instead of like running your own database or something. Then, get this data to external service like edge impulse for example right and um, train the data there uh, train the model there and then use it to kind of push back the uh, the model um, to the device by the way using blink as well with over the air updates you can update all of the devices with a new model and then it can provide in, um, uh, insights which are based on the kind of income that it's getting from the sensors and then yeah you can like change an image there send a notification based on this insight or provided as a as a piece of data uh, as a number as a string whatever whatever you want so yeah it's both ways and we have different ways of sending it that that that's awesome yeah i, I appreciate that clarification can you you talked about machine learning edge impulse 
I've heard a lot of great things about Edge Impulse. Can you talk about, can you talk more about how Blink is integrating with companies like Edge Impulse and, 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 you know, what's the, 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 um, what's the value there? So currently there is no direct integration uh, with such systems. However, we are considering that because we see a lot of value in uh, bringing it to the customers. To be honest, uh, my experience with Edge Impulse is that it's definitely a great product, but you still need to be uh, like qualified to a certain matter to be able to build the model. Uh, even I, I'm not a super technical guy. I'm, I know a lot of things. Um, I know how to code a bit. But even for me, uh, like training the model there for something simple requires like diving deeper into that. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's doable. We've seen a lot of tutorials and people doing stuff with Edge Impulse and Blink. But yeah, there is no direct integration. I think that uh, we would like to send batches data to there um, so that they it can be used. To, it's something that we don't have. However, it's still doable. Like you can export data from Blink and then put it to like manually put it for, for training in, in Edge Impulse and then use this model together with Blink API to send the outcomes of this model to, to the apps and um, to the to email, to whatever you want. So it's doable, but it's not direct, uh, I would say. However, it, it's a definitely a great product. It's a huge step forward, I, I think. Um, I don't think that they invented something new. However, they just made it much more accessible uh, to people. And I believe that this is how things should work. You just should make it like easy, digestible, and like you should have a clear path like okay i need to do this how can i achieve that and they did a pretty good job at that uh, but yeah just a bit complicated for me still to to build the model right yeah they're definitely on my radar a couple of people that i follow have uh, recommended them to me so i will be digging into them and and uh, i'll keep you posted on that aside from edge impulse any other ways that people are leveraging machine learning and AI with uh, Blink products? So because uh, we are kind of a Lego constructor, right? And everyone can build whatever they want from, from the bricks uh, they have. We don't see, uh, uh, sometimes we, we, we hear that feedback and people just using whatever they want, like Python uh, notebooks, whatever, whatever they can to do it. However, we, we see this uh, thing, if you want to run it on the device, then you need uh, to build a model uh, so that it's uh, that it can run. So I uh, can only talk about the examples that I heard about the Edge Impulse because they can build this low-code models that you can upload to microcontrollers. And we right. mostly work with microcontrollers like ESP32 or um, like Terminal by Seed Studio, all of that. So they are capable uh, of doing certain calculations, but they also have their own limitations. And that's why this company is... Uh, very well positioned to build models for these low performance devices. So I think that's why we hear more about this one rather than, than anyone else. Neat. Um, shifting over a little bit, um, I, you, I think in our previous talks, you mentioned that, um, that Blink has been profitable since year two. You obviously have a growing developer base. You have products and applications out uh, in the marketplace, uh, some traction. Have you raised any funds from private equity or are you just bootstrapping this um, and are you going that route? Well, we got the, the crowdfunding on Kickstarter, but other than that, uh, we've been bootstrapping since uh, day one. And to be honest, we got into like a very tricky situation because if we were 
like once we got the the funding we were like okay the idea is validated let's let's just do it right so uh, at that time we were really focused on the product and uh yeah we wanted to build something cool and i think we did uh but if we uh, so basically yeah we lost the moment lost the momentum with uh, venture capital because at that time we should have gone to them and say hey look at that we have traction we have a product to build and yeah show us uh, show us what you get for us but instead we decided to build a product and i think it was a good decision because at that time we we, we had to understand okay how are we gonna make money can we build build a, a company out of that um uh, so it's kind of stopped us a bit from growing faster uh, but also gave us a lot of lessons on uh, how to uh, how to run a business so yeah uh, we started going to the investors slightly later and um, everything we like all the comments we got from them okay like uh, you made this amount this uh, month can you show us uh, uh, 200 percent uh, growth in uh, six months and then please come to us and we will help you out so then you would come to them with the uh, with these numbers that they asked and then they would say oh nice can you do more <laughs> so at the time uh, i realized that okay i have just two ways um either i would spend like full time on the fundraising because this is a full-time job um it's no, no no joke you just can't do anything else apart from that or uh we will build a company and somehow we decided that yeah let's just build it because we, we saw some traction we already were like paying our bills and we decided yeah let's just uh, uh just bootstrap and do it um so um yeah I, I i can't say it was like a great decision or uh or not so great decision but it is what it is and we learned how to make money and we learned how to kind of bootstrap and uh, be in different circumstances where we can rely on ourselves only so i'm i'm glad that uh, that we did the choice obviously yeah yeah, I think that's becoming a little bit more of a popular trend is going the bootstrapping route, and it does sort of instill a good amount of discipline. Yeah, because uh, sure. yeah. you're spending your own money and money that's coming in from clients. Like, you know, venture capital is great, but it's investor money, and it's a little bit more it's removed. Always than, in debt. Yeah, so you always it, owe something. Right. And it and definitely has um, a say in terms of what you want to de de develop as a product, because it's just, um, you know, you have other people to please in that respect. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. So like this, uh, like this was a, uh, this is a first business for me, to be honest, like the first event. I mean, I've done something in the past, but they were too small. Something big is definitely the first. So this uh, feeling of um, Kind of freedom certain freedom because you're just free to do whatever you want T tomorrow i can i can say yeah let's do this and we can totally do it uh yeah you can't do it with investors on the board like they were like, oh, like really how much we're we gonna spend on that and what's the outcome i mean we still should think about that as well but it's just purely my decision or like decision with with the partners discuss with the partners so yeah but it's also limitation um i think that um potentially we could have been in a different position uh, should we have raised uh, um, some some funds before it would definitely unlock certain opportunities for us but uh, I, I never regretted it so else? are you thinking of staying on course just bootstrapping or you th you're thinking about raising sometime later uh we consider raising yet yeah, sometime later yeah so okay. we need to scale up uh, I think that uh, yeah so basically we are right now at the position where blink has a very good product it has a good reputation um 
however, you know, you didn't know about Blink. Come on, right? So there is something something wrong about that. So we definitely need to uh, speed up on uh, kind of telling everyone uh, how cool Blink Blink is and uh, onboarding more uh, more people and uh, basically just helping companies to to build their connected businesses because we believe there's a lot of financial opportunity in that and uh, not only financial but also like all the other things. That that is spot on. That's I mean I think that's a good point, Pavel, because. Yeah, I've been in the space for a while and I was unfamiliar with Blink. And when I came across you guys and I saw your website, I saw what you were offering. I was like, yes, oh my gosh, I totally need this. And B, <laughs> I saw your SaaS pricing. Like, wait, this is like price on a per monthly basis and I can white label stuff. And I'm yeah. like, if you have these four options, like that is like a killer offer. That's an amazing offer. And um, uh, so, yeah, I think there is something to be said about that in terms of the marketing and promotion side and um, the, the, the funds that, that allow you to do that to get the word out and get, you know, get in front of more eyeballs because my sense is like, you guys have a proven product. You have a really good offer. It's a definitely a big pain point. So now amplify that um, and just, you know, get that ball rolling. So, uh, but whatever it is you guys do, that's just super exciting um, what you're doing. Thanks, um, any, any, anything that that you want to talk about in terms of new new offers new features for blink that people should be looking forward to that that people should be excited about sure um so there are a couple of things that first of all we talked about the off-the-shelf products so this is a very interesting uh, direction for the company uh we are in conversations with like a fleet tracking solutions with a couple of industrial um equipment for uh, electricity management and all of that. So we want uh, Blink to kind of cover these things. And yeah, so basically we plan to open like a store, let's say, um, like a marketplace where customers can decide whether they want to build something or maybe they can choose something that's uh, ready. So this is a big thing for us uh, for this year. Um, another thing is we would like to democratize uh, um, IoT even further. So we have this plan where like let's say so we see a lot of potential in like a smaller communities like, like, like yeah let me explain it like let's say you 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 have a boat right and you are in the marina and there are like 100 people you are talking to and you are an electronics engineer so you already know what kind of product it could be uh, a good fit for this community and we ha i'm just talking about the actual examples from uh, from what we heard but you also are capable of building something. So you're not a like a 1,000 employee company where you can build whatever you want. And uh, but you can like using the today's technologies with like 3D printing or ordering PCBs and uh, like coding everything by yourself. You're capable of uh, building, let's say, 1,000 devices by yourself in your garage, which are kind of commercial grade. So yeah and but on the other hand you might not be able to spend 10k or like 13k per month per year on the white label solution so we want these people to be able to distribute products that are compatible with blink uh, app itself so you don't have your own app but you can sell your product and uh, other customers can buy it from you and they can onboard it using blink app and yes, it's not your company name, whatever, but it works with Blink and they can use all the functionality that you've designed and you can manage this business, but just inside of the Blink ecosystem. I think that's uh, that's a big thing for us as well. 
Gotcha. So to recap that, if I'm a, a say, a, a, um, an end user in this community of boaters, to use your example, I download the Blink app, and then now the the engineer can do his work with the hardware, set up my boat, and then he could just push it to that Blink app so that I get what I need to do. Yeah. And I, I might have an option for my, my boating um, uh, um, uh, activities, but I, I might also have somebody doing something for like my cat and my exactly. plants yeah. and all yeah. that. So, but it's all like in Blink and you have different features that you look at that are managed by different people that are just uploading to that right. shared yeah. ecosystem. Yeah. And the best Got part it. is that once we get, uh, like we hope to get a lot of products uh, published uh, in this manner, the best part is that uh, they will be able to uh, interoperate with each other because it's an under one system. You can expose certain things to oh, be automated, wow. for example. So if there is like an alarm going on the boat, you can blink the lights in your house if lights are like blink uh, enabled. Uh, so, yeah, so this is uh, um, some interesting use cases we're looking at as well. That's cool. That's very neat. Yeah, it's almost like an IoT OS for the end user and you're surfacing apps into that ecosystem correct yeah that's really exciting so you have two really cool products coming up the marketplace so if i want to go to market with something i can f see the hardware there and just you know streamline that and then you have this end user blink um, ecosystem you're developing too that sounds really exciting um Pavel, anything else that you want to touch on before we wrap up well, I think it was a pretty cool talk and uh, I'm, I'm glad that I had this opportunity to share uh, what we have. As you said, we need to, to do more of that. So I'm glad that uh, we're talking with your community, with your folks uh, uh, about what we do. And I hope that someone will uh, will try it out and find it useful. So we are always there to help. Uh, you can check our website, check our community forum, which is pretty active, by the way. A lot of engineers there from all over the world uh, discussing what 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 they built uh or asking questions so it's pretty cool yeah uh, we're welcoming you to try it out awesome and if somebody wants to get a hold of you or follow you where are you active where can people find you so i'm uh, pretty active on the forum and um you can join uh, like get a send me a connection on linkedin as well i think these are the, the best I, i'm not using twitter or facebook a lot so yeah these are two primary channels i would say so LinkedIn is where you'll find Pavel. Cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, hey, Pavel, thanks for taking the time to chat. Um, really exciting what's going on at Blink and look forward to tracking your progress. And when you release those products, come back on the show and talk to us. Yeah, about I will. I will. Thanks a lot, Manny. I'm, I'm really happy that we're talking today. All right. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.